Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Megan Walker, and with me tonight, we've got Harrison on the board, as usual, and as well, we have got Husker football linebacker, number 10, Jamari Butler, is on the show with us tonight. Oh my goodness. Got some headphone problems going on over there? I got some issues. Oh, there we go. I can hear now. Um, Jamari, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Quick shout out to Layton's Pub for providing us with the best food every week. We really appreciate you guys. And everyone, make sure to go check them out. But Jamari, how's it going, man? I mean, it's going smooth. A little cold outside, but ain't nothing. A little cold out. Yeah, it's a Monday. So what do you got going on for the week? I'm recovering this week because we're back to the drawing board next week with workouts and everything. So I'm going to just try to get my body back this week. There you go. So... You had a game last Friday, and that was your final game of the season. What's all the emotions that you're feeling, the fact that your season's now done? I mean, I really wanted that game for the seniors, like to send them off the right way, catch a bowl game and all that, because I know what those guys work for, and like they paid away from me. So me going out, playing my hardest in that game was kind of like trying to pay them back for everything that they gave. Mm -hmm. You had a great game. You had two tackles, assists. And so you had, so you had a little finger injury. What happened? Because it was a definitely a cold day, and so kudos to you for going out there and getting after it, but tell us about that. I mean, the whole, like, fourth quarter, it was just blood everywhere. <laughs> I came to the sideline, I told my position coach, I was like, it's, every time I come back to the sideline, it's blood on me, but, like, I don't know where it's coming from. So then I, someone just told me to look at my glove, and I told the trainer, I was like, Alec, I'm bleeding, but I don't know from where. But we'll worry about that, like, when the game over. I think I saw you posted, like, your pants were, like, all bloody. That was your own blood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're proud of that? Yeah. That was, you feel me? Because that represented, like, what I give to this program, mm -hmm. like, to the game. You give your finger. Blood, man. Blood. blood shit. So you got stitches afterwards? Yeah, like, right after the game. That's crazy. It was definitely a cold game. So way to, way to just do your job. Way to get after it. I couldn't even feel my hands the whole game, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. When, inter when Iowa had that interception at the end of the game, what was kind of, like, going through your head was it like oh this is done now or like what's going on nah, i mean really try to force the overtime we know we knew it was a good defense so we wanted to come out there and just stop them but unfortunately that didn't happen that's amazing so looking on to your next season what are your goals for training i mean really it's always another level so i'm gonna try to take it up another level this off season get my body right so going into like fall camp going into the season i feel 100 percent what were your weaknesses that you dealt with this season? I say, like, learning to play as a unit. Like, that was probably the hardest for me because last year I wasn't a starter. So this year, like, stepping up into that leadership role, that starting role, it was kind of an adjustment because I, I knew I was being held to a different standard than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And are there some areas that you want to work on, like weight room-wise, cardio-wise, that you think will make you a better player? Uh, yeah, really gaining more weight. I'm a little light right now, but we're gonna we're gonna get that in the in the, in the damn <laughs> we're gonna get that moving. Mm -hmm. What's your ideal weight you want to be at? Really like two fifty five, two sixty. So what do you have to do differently eating wise for that? 
Because I feel like you eat like cereal and like Rice Krispies and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah I'm a big snack guy. I love fruit <laughs> snacks. I don't never really just eat like a lot of real food. I'm a big snack guy. So really just going in, doing what the nutrition staff says, like eating big meals and all that. That's going to be like a big adjustment for me. You got to not eat like Rice Krispies though. <laughs> like you got to be fueling your body with like chicken and rice and like yeah. good carbs and whatnot. That's what they be saying. But it'd be like. Even like during the games, I'd be like, "Y'all got some fruit snacks." Like, I just like, I'm a big fruit snack guy. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. So, what do you think is your like? What's your cheat meal that you have? Cheat meal, just like anything. Anything. I go to McDonald's. Oh my gosh. Get a get a mac chicken, the bacon and the cheese, large fry with a uh, caramel frappe. That's absolutely horrible. Is that what you eat like before a game? Nah, we'd be having to eat what be in the hotel. But if I could, I definitely would. Oh, my like, goodness. I think your eating needs to change. If you're going to be 255, I definitely think that needs to be adjusted. Yeah, yeah. It got to change. But, hey, I'm working on that this offseason. I'm working on that. I hope it gets better. Do you have a favorite memory from this past season? My past, I'd probably say really the Illinois game. Because we lost to Michigan, and then we had to come back that next week. And that Sunday practice was probably the hardest practice <laughs> I ever had in my life. That was probably the hardest week I ever had in my life because Coach Rue really wanted to see, like, who was, like, all talk and who was, like, going to do it. Mm -hmm. So, like he said, come out Friday, we're going to find out who OOU is. OOU means, like, one of us. And then, like, as a team, I feel like we put it all together that night. That's great. What is a hard workout for you? Oh, Matt Drills. Mad drills? Don't people be like throwing up all the time during Bro, those? Mad drills by far, like, cause it tests your love for the game. Like, it's gonna really have you sitting that question, like, is this for me? Mm -hmm. But it has nothing to do with football. Like, it's for sure mad drills. Is it like a team sort of thing when you're doing mad drills, or is it kind of individual? Nah, it's a team, but it don't matter. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Mad drills bad. Have you ever thrown up from a workout? Yes, for sure. Like multiple a lot workouts. of times, like <laughs> are you? Oh workouts. my gosh! Multiple. That's like, gross. That weight room, they be getting after us, and I feel like that translated on the field. Mm -hmm. Are you a weights room or a cardio guy? Weights. Weights. I hate cardio. Really? I hate cardio. <laughs> so, like, what's your favorite lift you have? Just like lift movement, or just like in general? Like a lift. Like, what's your favorite lift to do? Power clean. Power clean. How much you power clean? Max. Last time we did, I think it was like three fifteen. Mm -hmm. Do you guys max like a lot? More. No, I won't max a lot. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when we're doing stuff, it's like football-related movements. So, like, we'll do power clean, but it won't be max. It'll be, like, explosive movements. Okay. Are you an early morning lifter or, like, early. late at night? Get it out oh, the way. Get it nice. out the way. How early are we talking here? It was, like, so on Wednesdays, we used to have, like, set times. Mm -hmm. And then you got 6.30. But then it was, like, the young guys. I ain't want to lift with them, so I used to go at 7. I think it was, like, 7.30. That's pretty amazing. Look at you. Yeah, Hard working boy. Gonna get my day started. <laughs> know how that go. So let me get this straight. You didn't play football in high school at all until your senior year. Facts. And now you're playing D1 in Nebraska. Yeah, man. It was That was a weird journey for me, though. Mm -hmm. It's like, I thought I was going to the NBA. Like, I really did think that. As a water yeah. boy or like a player? I was a player. I was, <laughs> hey, I was like that, man. What position do you play? Played everything. Like, my high school, we ain't had, like, no set position. Mm -hmm. We ran, like, a fast-paced offense. So, really just do whatever you want. I, I did that anyway. So, just like, whatever. So, what happened? What made you go out for football? 
So I I had actually had a, a football class, like you know how you lift weights mm-hmm. in high school. They count that as a class. And my high school co- coach Rico Jackson at the time, he was like, because I was skipping it. He was like, why you gonna sign up for the class and like not come, like not do it? He's like, that's like me taking you to the store to buy steak, and then we get home and I don't let you eat the steak. Mm-hmm. He's like, you might as well do it because you in here anyways. So I went out, and then like that spring. I started getting like interest and stuff. Then that summertime, I was like, "Yeah, I'm finna, I'm finna get right." Dang! So you went from NBA dream to D1 football player. Do you hope to go into the NFL? Yeah, yeah, that's the goal, nah. Wow. What do you miss basketball at all? Nah, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the body type I got right now, I couldn't, I couldn't play if I wanted to. I'm gonna be out of shape. Like way out of shape. Football in shape and basketball in shape is like different. No, that's one hundred percent. So if we went one v one, who's gonna win? I'm gonna beat you. That sounded very confident. Man, you never. <laughs> that sounded very touch. confident. I don't know. I feel like you you could, but you had a lot of interest from a lot of Power Five schools. What made you choose Nebraska? Because you went from Alabama to Nebraska. That's a big jump. It is. So originally I was committed to Tennessee mm-hmm. coming out of high school, but. Something happened with their coaching staff and they ended up getting fired. So I kind of like decommitted. So then my top two was Nebraska and TCU. And then I took a visit like back to back to each one of them. And then on signing day, I chose Nebraska. Was your family in support of Nebraska? No. No. Not, I, I wouldn't say like the whole family. My mom was, that was probably the only one really. Cause they was like, that's too far. Like we've never been there. You've never been there. Like, mm-hmm. so you didn't visit really here. Scared. No, no, no. I visited, but they mm-hmm. were saying, like, I wouldn't know how to, like, live here. Okay. They were scared of me going off. And then it was COVID, so it kind of, like, added to it. Oh, yeah. That's great. Are you happy with the decision you made? Yeah. Best decision I made by far. Was it last year that you decided to enter the transfer portal? <laughs> Let's just, wait. Did you say the best decision you've ever made? Yeah, and then man. you entered the transfer portal last year, but then you, like, withdrew that. So what was kind of going through your head with that whole situation? I mean, me entering the portal, it was, like, more of a panic. Than it was, because I didn't think it through at all. Mm-hmm. Like, once they announced Coach Rue, the head coach, I was thinking, like, it's politics, because that's how college sports is. So I was like, nah, I ain't even going to take the chance. So I entered the portal just to, like, see. And then I think it was probably, like, my second day of being in the portal. <laughs> I went and talked to Coach Campbell, Coach Corey Campbell, our strength and conditioning coach. And I, I talked to him, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay, like, because I see they got what's in my best interest. Mm-hmm. Like, he don't even know me, and he's telling me the visions that he see for me. And I kind of I took that personally. Wow, two days is crazy. Two days, man. Uh, but you love Nebraska. It's the best decision you've ever made. It was a panic. <laughs> you can't blame me for that. I feel like there were a lot of people that entered the transfer portal during that time. And, like, during but COVID. It was a lot of people. Yeah, so you're happy you stayed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad for you, and I'm glad you're still here because you're a good part of the Nebraska football team. We do have one from the text line here. And again, if you guys want to join the show, 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text line uh, from Ted asks, what was the most surprising thing for you about Nebraska when you first came here? So I had went to a volleyball game. That'll do it. And it was different. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know people like, like college volleyball like that. So I feel like that was the kind of thing that drew me in the most. Like just seeing how the fans supported women's. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. Was different, like, atmosphere here than it was other schools in regards to, like, athletics, academics, like, the people supporting you? Yeah, it was a big difference. 
I say the biggest difference was like just the support mm-hmm. from everybody around. You know, some people like they'll offer you and it won't really be an offer. Like they just did it because they saw another school do it. So actually coming here and like seeing how everybody cared for each other, that like meant a lot. Midwest people are just the best people. Like let's be real here. Yeah, yeah I'm biased because I'm from Midwest, but uh, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I, I gotta agree with that. Was there anything about people that changed you here? Really, just everybody was so happy. I'm not used to seeing that. Like, I'm from Alabama. Like, if you walking past a person in Alabama, like, you're not going to say nothing to them. Mm-hmm. You don't know them. Here, like, they going to speak to you. So yeah. It's like, so has that helped you be a friendly person? Yeah, I think it kind of helped me mm-hmm. outgrow my shell. Because I was the kind of person, like, I ain't talking public at all. And now I see people not, like, actually converse with them. That's good. I'm glad that it's helped that change you. How about the food? Because Nebraska is very blessed with the training table. Was it like that at other schools? Nah, I know. Yeah, nah. I think we got the best in all the college sports, actually, though. What is it that puts your guys' training table over the top? Because that's not the first time hearing that. We always hear how awesome it is compared to, like, people that have gotten other Power 5 schools, and they're still like, nah, Nebraska's got it over the top for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is just, like, a lot of my old teammates that, like, transferred out, they'd be, like, texting me and telling me, like, we only get one meal a day. <laughs> or, like, we got to pay for our meal after practice. So, like, just having three free meals a day, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the quality. The train table has great quality food, and it's something new every day, which is, like, really nice. And then there's a ton of options, but there's no Rice Krispie treats. Yeah, no. Nah, they had some in it. They was Fruit Loose, though. <laughs> no, that. That's crazy. But, no, they provide us with a lot of healthy options, which you probably don't like, but it's whatever. So Is it balanced out for you, or do you just, like, pick out your meals and you have to kind of track that yourself? It's like a cafeteria almost. Yeah. Okay. It's like a buffet. Yeah. It's like a buffet. A very good buffet. So we have like the landing and the Oasis. I don't think you guys use the Oasis at all, but it's like fueling stations for before practice, after practice. What are the things that you gravitate towards before or after a workout? Welch's. Just the fruit snacks. Yes. Every time. I grab my shake too because my shake be right there. Like a muscle milk or what yeah. are we talking here, Kai? Nah, like a uh, protein shake. Like they make them for us. Mm-hmm. They be waiting like after workouts or after practice. So but that's yeah, a post-workout snack? Pre-workout, what are you getting besides fruit snacks? I don't eat before workout. You don't eat before workout? I'll be throwing up. Like, if I eat something and they don't go down, immediately it's, it's going to be a bad So, day. like, if you work out in the morning, you're not going to eat before? Nah, eat after. I don't get that. I feel like you need some sort of substance in your body before you're going to go, like, run it and lift it off. Please yeah, eat before cool. workout, and I promise you, you won't throw up. <laughs> I just want to see you try. I'll be cool. Don't do it before mat drills, though. That's, yeah, that's probably yeah, one. Something one else. I don't never eat nothing before mat drills. <laughs> know how that day going in. So do you guys have a week off, or what is like your training going to look like? I mean, we got a week off right now. Like It's a bunch of optional stuff. I'm going to probably go to like the stretching sessions because I need that. But it's like you come in from 7 to 12, get a workout in, or talk to the coaches, hit on what you need to hit on. Are you guys still going to be doing like team things together to keep that bond going, or just everyone does their own thing? Man, I'm guessing because, like, position groups, like our position groups, that's probably the closest near we've ever been. So, like, if one person go work out there, go test the group chat. Mm-hmm. Then a bunch of people tag along. So, I'm pretty sure the group stuff will keep going. That's good. What's your main thing that you like to focus on out of season? Really, cardio and my flexibility. Your flexibility? When you're an edge rusher, it's the bend that's going to put you over the top. Have you ever considered, like, ballet? I did. I, I was just talking to, <laughs> I was just talking to Ty Robinson about that last week. 
but I ain't trying to do it by myself. That's gonna be. I bet you could get Ty a few Robinson ballet. That'd yeah, be sad. Right that, that's gonna be elite. <laughs> I encourage you to do that. I'm gonna try. <laughs> a little, little yoga, get it, get right. Are you trying to do like the splits or what? Is that like your main goal in the end? Really, anything that can help me bend better. Because that was my biggest focus point like this year. Because mm-hmm. it's the bend that like put you on notice. If you bend, it, I don't think people know how hard it is to bend a corner <laughs> when you're rushing like that. That's hard to do. You got a go-to move to get around? I just be rushing. And then I rush off like what I feel. Okay. So like with T Knight, his biggest thing was never look at the quarterback. So like focus on your man, but perif the quarterback. Like see through your man to the quarterback. And then based off what he give you, he gave us like moves to go to with it. How challenging was that learning the three three five? Because I know a lot of people first year here in the Big Ten, you were seeing, you know, what is this gonna look like against other Big Ten opponents? Uh, worked out pretty well for the Nebraska defense as a whole. How hard was that for you guys integrating that new system into the defense? I mean, I feel like it wasn't really hard. The only thing I'll say was hard was, like, learning how they worded stuff. Okay. Because, like, coming from two different staffs, they call different routes or mm-hmm. concepts, like, different things. But as far as, like, the defense, like, we knew it was going to be a good defense. Because, obviously, we watched them when he was at Syracuse. Yeah, turned that place around quick. Yeah, and then it was, like, with the defense, it's a combination of so many blitzes, so many coverages, like you never know where nobody coming from. So we kind of seen that it was going to be okay. It was going to be cooking this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm super excited to even see what next year looks like, You know, especially if Ty Robinson does some ballet. That, that, him coming <laughs> back is huge. That guy is just your defensive line as a whole. Uh, there's just games when, I mean, what does that kind of give you of confidence when you have a D-line like that that's able to, even if they're bringing you know, just four, a lot of times I can still just get pressure with that alone. I mean, the biggest thing was win your one on ones. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, like that was one thing we focused on during like fall camp. So yeah, it's four of us versus five of them, but three of us gonna get a one on one, and we know one of us was gonna win. Like, and that came from confidence. Like during practice, you practice something, and then like it happens on the field. Like Coach Rule showed a clip of Ty clubbing, a, clubbing Ethan Piper by in <laughs> practice, and he went and did it in the game. Yeah, that's huge. I'm super excited. What's your favorite thing about uh, Coach Knight working under him? He funny. <laughs> he so seems funny. like it. He funny, but like he incorporates it into coaching because you know he did it before. He wanted mm-hmm. the greats, so like he'll like show us clips of him doing something or like somebody he knew doing something. And he'll like incorporate that into practice. Absolutely. And then uh, real quick here, Tony White. Just uh, obviously, he's been. A lot of people are impressed with his work, not only like you were saying at Syracuse, what he's able to do here, uh, but first year in the Big Ten, really just a stalwart of a defense. Nebraska was throughout most of the season, maybe a couple games there, but what's it like working under Tony White, uh, just kind of the leadership he brought to the team this year, along with obviously Satterfield, Matt Rule, but Tony White in particular? I mean, he's a great coach. Like, far as like coaching us up and stuff, it's go make a play, but do your job as you're making a play. And you don't really find that with too many coaches mm-hmm. that's like do your thing but make sure the guy's straight too and then his biggest thing was like violence like it don't matter what he call if we run it violently like it'll work like they may have us drew up on the chalkboard but you can't stop violence yeah hard to counter against just straight violence and that yeah. is something you saw a lot of uh this year here we gotta go to break here pretty quick here megan do you want to get one more question here before we go to break my one more question just how has like the new coaching staff how has it been adapting to? Like, how has it been for you to be able to adapt to them? Wow, that was just a quick question just off the top of my head. 
I mean, it was it was different at first, cause like obviously we didn't really know each other, so they was like kind of strict on everything. But like now that the season over, I see like what they were saying, cause it was always one more play that could be made, or like one mistake, and that'd be the like the little stuff that they be preaching, as far as like getting to class on time or like not missing meals. So adapting to them, it, it was hard at first. Mm-hmm. It was because we had so much freedom before. So like them kind of limiting that down, it was hard at first. But I adapted pretty good, I think. Yeah, absolutely. feels like a lot of the team adapted here. And uh, obviously, tough loss at the end there. But you feel good about the process and what next year could look like. We got Jamari Butler guest in here with host, as always, Megan Walker on Speed and Power. We got two more segments ahead here. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.